Welcome to the upload, download, let me check the name, the VR download. We are doing an Alex special today. We are doing it live as we usually do. We do this normally every Thursday from uh, the same room that you see right here. There's usually more of us, but we're doing kind of like a special episode for the Alex initiated. And first we're going to talk about the game in terms of no spoilers. Uh, then we're going to transition to a spoiler segment where we talk in depth about some of the story. If you're on YouTube, please don't write spoilers in the box. Hmm, should have thought about that one. Please don't do that. Don't be naughty. Can we so, can we spoil things that aren't Half Life, Alex? Yes, um, like, like Harry Potter. Dep depends. I don't know. You can spoil Harry Potter. You've been able to spoil Harry, Harry Potter, Potter for like a decade. Know. I'd say yes to <laughs> Harry Potter. No to Lord of the Rings. Harry Potter <laughs> spoilers allowed. A, Lord of the Rings not allowed. What's a one line uh, Lord of the Rings spoiler? Don't say it. With me, Dumbledore in, dies in Hamilton. Oh. All right, Heaney put Harry Potter spoilers in the headline as well. <laughs> Sorry, I feel but I feel terrible. I shouldn't. I, sh I shouldn't have done oh, that. You're, you're fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. He comes back in a painting. <laughs> Styles. Um, Harry, Harry, Harry Baker. Did you just say Harry Styles? No, I did not. Anyway, let's move on. Oh, you said that. So <laughs> your, your audio is dropping out. When, when you get really loud, your audio is dropping. We're out. on three That's continents. Like, a little let's, bit. Let's, I always like sharing that Harry's in Australia, Jamie's in England. Yes. And I'm in America, all so, working from home in complete safety. Yeah. I uh, hope you're watching this from stay on, stay the from comfort home. of a, a work from home desk, possibly, possibly a work from home bed. Good on you. I respect that. Well done. Anyway, we should actually talk about Alex. Ian, what did you think about Half-Life Alex? All right. So I played it with shift through the entire game. So I used the, no. the quick teleport movement and I loved it. I didn't get sick once. I got sick a lot in Boneworks. I got with the continuous motion in there. So I, you know, right off the bat, it's a more enjoyable experience. The only thing I had to, I played it with the index controllers. And the mm. thing about that is we, in our review, we talked about the index controllers and it's, yeah, the, the, the extra interactions don't add much. I, I crushed one can probably in the very first scene. Like, and yep. I forgot that I could do that. Squeezing. It just didn't matter. But uh, yeah, what I noticed was after like a three-hour session of playing the game, I was just taking a deep breath because I was so terrified. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> and I released my hands. And I'm like just sort of like uh, flexing my fingers and relieving myself of like just this tension and mm. not having the controllers in my hand really helped with that. It was nice to kind of like mm -hmm. realize, oh, okay, I'm I'm ready to go back in and then I would just mm. keep playing. But it was nice to have that breather after a long time. Um, I didn't finish the other Half-Lifes. I tried to Ooh. play through Black Mesa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I tried to play through Black Mesa before doing it and I got through maybe half the game and that was enough to really understand the story, the characters. It was really fun. I was playing with my kid and uh, she knows who gordon freeman is she knows what happens the, the you know the you know what happened there the explosions um, in the at the beginning of the game and so you know you understood the world and the, the world that they're building there and uh obviously was very excited for me to play as a alex because uh you know she was very disappointed to hear all the things that uh else happened in the half-life universe with gordon freeman and she thought you know alex is gonna succeed oh your daughter where, uh, yeah my nice. my daughter was, Alex was disappointed i was like i don't know what 
up, but okay. No, <laughs> Gordon didn't, uh, Gordon didn't, uh, obviously, I, as I explained, like, you know, he didn't save the world. I mean, like, you know, this stuff is still ongoing, right? This, this, this infestation of good thoughts. Harry, what did you think of Half-Life? Alex, give me, a, give me, I... imagine we're, we're, imagine we're in an elevator and we're going towards the top yeah. and there's 30 yeah. seconds. You got to tell me. Yeah, right. First, I'm just going to say shout out to everyone in the oh, comments. We'll Thank you. See Hello. you there. Uh, Rob, Morocco Morocco said, have you guys finished the game? Uh, these two have. I'm very close, but we won't talk about spoilers until the very end. With until the, the spoiler one. segment. So, yeah, don't be, don't be too concerned. Uh, Half-Life Alex, I loved it. Thought it was great. Um, thought there were some things that were missing, as you've kind of said mm, your review, mm. but I got over those pretty quickly, I think, and I just love the kind of level of finesse on everything that is there. Mm. Um, and yeah, have really, really enjoyed it and looking forward to finishing it today. So love it. Cool. It's great. Cool. So before we talking about Alex, we're just going to very quickly. Oh, I've got bad connection. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll start talking if you want to try to reconnect. I think okay, I'm going to reconnect. Issues. I'll be right back. But, uh, one thing I wanted to mention was that the things that are missing, right? Uh, melee, mm. right? That's yeah. one thing we've been talking about that. Boneworks did really well. And I have to say, like, my first interaction with a head crab, I don't think it's a spoiler to say there's head crabs in it, right? No, They're in the no, trailers no. and everything. So yes. uh, my first interaction with a head crab, I very much tried to smash it to death again and yeah. again and again. And I, my brain did not want to accept that I could not smash it to death. Mm. And I was doing really bad with my ammo sort of uh, con- conservation. Yeah. And I was basically running from that head crab because I didn't have any ammo left to kill it. And all I wanted to do was, you know, grab it and smash it against the wall like I could in Boneworks. And I couldn't do that. It was, I got over it pretty fast. You start to depend on those guns more and more and more. uh, But you need to kind of retrain retrain what you think, right? Because immediately you're like, I can, if I don't have ammo, I can pick something up or I can, whereas you can't really, there are certain things you can do. And it's kind of, not misleading, but there's that gift that they put to like two days ago. They put out a gift where it's like someone's got a chair and he like does it. And it's like, uh, it'd be very hard to actually do that in the game, I think. You know, yeah. It's a very specific situation, right? Otherwise, there's not much like that. Um, but I had similar stuff with ammo because I wasn't, it was interesting too because I started on continuous movement and I'm now playing on, I'm still using continuous, but when you use continuous, you can use uh, shift on the right thumb. Uh, at the same time. So I'm using shift most of the time and continuous when I just want to kind of nudge myself places. And I found mm, that shift has solved the ammo problem because I'm walking around and physically opening things and looking for ammo more. And when I was using continuous, I was just kind of rushing through the scene. Um, but there was a scene, I had a similar thing where there was a couple of head crabs and I just did not have the ammo for it really. Like I just not managed it well. And then I was kind of like, I can't, I just want to like run away or pick them up or, or just bash them with the gun or something. And I couldn't, and I find that kind of frustrating. But uh, as you said, you do adjust to it. Um, and once you adjust to it, it's fine. But it's it's an interesting, you know, coming from games like Boneworks, where they were obviously developed after Alex or started to be developed after Alex or alongside or whatever. And that kind of um, stuff that I guess those all those games have learned has not been kind of transferred into Alex. And I just wanted to shout out to uh, Alex who said, did anyone play on Oculus Quest with Link? I did. 
and still am and have not played it on any other device or headset. Um, and I found, we just put up an article, I believe, about that as well. And um, it's great. Video on, too, right? Link. Yeah, it's a, some video of virtual desktop. Uh, I tried virtual I had less success with virtual desktop, but virtual desktop is very dependent on your connection. It can, if a wall is in your way, it can literally, you know, stuff up virtual desktop. There's a whole bunch of stuff that goes into that. But on Link, Link, it's great. Uh, works really well. I'll check some of the other comments here. What have we got? Rob said, yeah, I miss Melee. Yeah. And it's not a showstopper. I think that's the thing too, right? It's not a, it's not the end of the world and you get used to yeah. it, but your first, uh, your first reaction is to try it. Shane said, same here, Ian. Um, more than once a headcrab has scared me so bad I emptied a clip into it. And that's the other thing too, is it's kind of like the horror aspect at first. Oh. You just want to like shoot things and it kind of trains you to, to like I, I caught myself last night and you know, I'm in like episode nine. And there's other enemies and whatever. And the head crabs are just so not a problem for me now. Like, whereas at first I was like, this is scary. Yeah. And now I'm like, I don't care. Like I can deal with this mm. easy. And I know exactly how many shots they take to, to kind of down them. And it's a, such a smooth progression from like, the we also have that you get to the end. Yeah. We also have that article of the nine tips that was so helpful. And the biggest recommendation is get that reflex sight so you can look down mm. the barrel, uh, so you can look down the gun and the sights and see the soft spots basically highlighted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that really helps significantly with, yeah. your, with your ammo conservation. I have to admit that after the scary levels, midway through the scariest level, I had to go to story mode. Because yeah. uh, I, I was that behind on my ammo conservation, that panicking, my nerves were that shot. I'm going to have mm. to go through the game again on normal or hard. Yeah, uh, you used a very bad word to me when you read my, you were proofreading my review. And you initially I said the game was never nightmarishly merciless in terms of its <laughs> horror. And he may have used yeah. a bad word at me at that point because he disagreed vehemently. Um, if you go read that review, it says very um, rarely night nightmares. Now, uh, rarely. Okay, I guess that's I guess that's probably more accurate. But I think it's. Okay. I mean, I don't dislike horror. Uh, like I'm not. I'm not like I hate horror. I don't particularly love it either. But I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't know if you guys have already talked about this. I've been away for about five minutes. But I think this is one of the most important things about Half Life's brand of horror is uh, the game teaches you to deal with it in a way that vr hasn't really done before right so the first i would say like the first five hours of alex they don't have any huge jump scares there's a there's one or two like smaller ones but they're mm. it's really really clever and intentional with where things like head crabs appear from especially yeah. in the first five hours, right? Like, so you look down a corridor, you never walk around a corner and a head crab is right there to just spring in your face. You're never uh, to... Uh, Stop saying never. Okay, let me make connection again. Burb. Yeah. Get, get everyone off the Wi-Fi. Yeah. We, uh, I've been noticing the internet's been going funky because obviously everyone is working from home, so more people are logging yes, onto their internets. Uh, uh, and YouTube uh, just made that announcement today that they're going to go to 480p by default on uh, <laughs> on their Great. network. So enjoy your any, enjoy watching us in standard definition out there. I think what Jamie was saying too is is which I agree with is that it's not it, at first it's not unfair, right? It doesn't or it's I don't think it's actually ever really unfair. It's still as scary, but I think 
the way it introduces things to you is very smart. As Jamie was saying, mm. things come out in kind of very signposted or you don't even necessarily realize they're signposted, but thinking back, you go, yeah, they, they kind of brought things in gradually and yeah. build mechanics up to the point where then when it's really scary, you feel like you know how to deal with it. So even if it's, even if you're scared of the concept, you're not, uh, doesn't feel like you're just going to turn a corner and something you don't expect is jumping out at you. You're just kind of scared at the, you know, at the situation, I guess. I'm sure Jamie yeah, could explain th- it in better ways, but I really appreciate that. And it makes me like that uh, in terms of how they implement the horror. It's really a masterclass in onboarding, in, in, mm. in onboarding the user. Because I was, I got it up and running for my wife last night and she did the first through first few chapters uh in story mode and Mm. it was amazing to see her play it differently for me uh in that first scene i don't know it's not a spoiler i don't think to to kind of share this but like right at the very first the very second room um where after the room with the with the markers that you can write on the walls you've got this room where there's a little bug in a container and there's a there's actually food on in a, a little uh, container that you can pour into the bugs' right. quarters and <laughs> feed the bug. And she's just sitting there feeding the bug. And I didn't even think about it. I'm looking at the it's, radio it's and so stuff. It's so funny and trying when to... you watch other people play stuff and they just do things differently or like, yeah. Like my housemate gave it a try yesterday. And um, he, watching him... Like that whole opening sequence of the combine and everything as you're walking through the streets, he was like teleporting to the side of of walls and like hiding himself because he wasn't sure if they were going to do something. Mm. And I didn't even care. I was just walking when I played. I just was like, wow, this is amazing. Walk through the whole scene like in plain view. Whereas he was like almost scared of them and kind of like creeping around walls and was really conscious about where he was going. And I was like, it's so funny watching someone else. Unlike other games, you can take so many different approaches, you know, in VR, and I don't know. Oh yeah, that's it's so hard. Devs, to I mean, Alex, but we watch so many devs struggle with this sort of thing, right? Because they just did yeah. not properly play test. It just that the amount of reactions people can have in VR is extraordinary, and it's it's it was really unfortunate with Boneworks, for example, to see all the people turned off because it didn't have options besides continuous. Uh, but mm. it's understandable because that game design is so physical. Like that's one yeah. thing I did not do in Alex was, you know, I did reach out and grab things all the time, but it was all, it was less, it ended up being less physical. Like I, I remember in the first yeah. few minutes of Boneworks and then throughout the game, I'm just constantly doing something with my arms and with Alex, yeah. it's sort of like you're choosing your shots. You're choosing when to grab your items. One thing I want to mention is, you know, after playing through all of Boneworks, I still never felt 100% sort of reflexive with their inventory system. But by the end yeah. of Alex, I did feel pretty much reflexive with, yeah. you know, being able to change from the multi-tool to the gun to and it feels so uh, different guns. get that down pat too, right? Yeah. Like, it feels so satisfying. Whereas I, I never, I haven't played a lot of Boneworks. I've played a bit of it, but not a lot. Um but I never. I found that the the inventory thing just it always felt so clunky to me. And Alex, at first, I was kind of like, okay. Now it's like at the, towards the end of the game, I'm just I can reload so fast. It's so much fun yeah. too, and it feels so satisfying. And reloading yes. mid fight, which felt kind of clunky at first, now just feels like second nature, and it works so well. And it's it 
yeah, it's really it's really fun when you get that down pat. I'm gonna check some of the comments here. We've got a lot of people talking about how YouTube is going to 480p and they're not very happy. I think we've broke the bad news <laughs> for a lot of people. Um, and yeah, most of the comments on here are all people talking about. Sorry, guys, 480p. Welcome to the modern age uh, internet congestion. <laughs> but um, what else can we talk about with Alex? So you played on you played on uh, Shift, which is the one where it, it zooms to the point, right? Yeah, I, I it's not accidentally just, it's switched not a... it to Blink at one point. Yeah, but right. then I did Shift the rest of the game, and yeah. uh, I love that. And it's sort of like a you don't realize how the barnacles will catch you necessarily if you shift through them. Um, that was one thing that was kind of learned the hard way mm. that if you try to yeah. shift through the barnacle path, it will you will get barnacles. You, right? yeah. 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 Did you play with the barnacle um, lift on, or did you turn I the did. barnacle lift uh, off? I think I got lifted, but I didn't. I didn't get caught by enough barnacles. There's, which is funny because I feel like I got caught by a lot because I played on continuous, especially at the beginning of the game. Where there's more barnacles. You kind of because you're walking, you kind of tend to walk. And that's the only thing I didn't like about shift. What I will say though is that it's really good that you can use shift on the right stick when you have continuous on the left stick as the default, because then I I find that just works fantastic because it is the best of both worlds. But it's funny how you don't the barnacles kind of become this weird thing you can easily dodge with shift or with um with blink, whereas I found them much more of a problem at first before I switched over to that. But yeah. you know, it's it's funny as we're talking about it. I'm thinking back to the journey, right? I it, it really more than any video game I think I've ever played, like maybe Portal is up there. Um but I can so distinctly remember every map and passing through every map and even on yeah. Uh, even on shift, I have this really full memory of the entire path through all the levels yeah. and where and I have to turn. And... and Yeah. And even that map when it's loading and it shows you where you've gone. Yeah. And I have this kind of physical sense of how I've traveled. And I think yeah. the other thing too, which I, the other thing I really love about it, which I think well, there's, there's two things that I think go hand in hand is that the set pieces are amazing. Like, some of the 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 the, the it, when especially towards the end where each level starts to have its own kind of theme and thing um i think that's really cool and the characters and kind of npcs the animations to me are just so next level and not even for like just a vr game just for any game that's like when russell moves and stuff and, or any of the characters i'm just like far out it looks so amazing it was oh, uh, yeah. all of it to me just looks like shockingly good um Let's see if everyone can hear you, me, and I'll just I'll just speak clearly. Yeah, we can, yeah, we can hear. You. Yeah, I played it uh, mainly. Oh, bye, bye, Jamie. Bye, miss you. Uh, yeah, Jamie played through. I think on normal and then on hard. Yeah, and, and now on uh, story again. <laughs> He's playing a third time. Yeah, and we've got uh, gameplay videos. If you're not going to play, we we talked about this uh, at length. Well, we were trying to decide what to sort of reveal and talk about in the game. We we basically were, uh, I guess to put it out there, that we were under embargo to release our review until 10 a.m. when the game actually released for everyone. So we were very quiet and didn't share anything. And then we noticed that over the weekend, some uh, screenshots and info was starting to leak um, from, you know, near the end of the game. And that influenced our thinking quite a bit. And we tried to decide more or less 
how much are we going to unleash at the beginning of you know when the embargo lifts and it was a it's a very tough choice because we don't want to spoil the game for anyone out there that's a huge fan and going to get into it in a VR headset uh, but we also can't control what anyone else does with mm-hmm. the information from the game and so we we went back and forth on this a lot a lot and uh, the, the more or less the way we we decided about it is that there's got to be an extraordinary number of half-life fans out there that just don't have a vr headset or aren't going to get one in the next six months because of cost or not disinterest yeah and so uh we we've opted to put up playthrough videos for those people who want to go and find the complete playthrough of alex with you know no talking just a cinematic story and yeah. get that whole experience of of alex and uh yeah, be careful there if you're out on YouTube, on other YouTube channels, because there's some very big spoilers out there for the end of the game. And uh, it's definitely worth, you know, if you're avoiding spoilers as much as you can to mm. avoid the other YouTube channels and, and the thumbnails that could destroy the the, the, the later yeah. parts of the game. But there definitely is, I think, a, a large... I guess, amount of people who, as you said, don't have VR and probably just want to know what this means for, for Half-Life, right? We won't talk about the ending uh, just now, so don't worry about that. But, yeah, I think it's interesting that obviously there's still people who are not getting VR. I mean, I've got a whole bunch of friends that I know who don't own VR headsets. And not even in, because I'm in Melbourne. They're not even in Melbourne. They're in Sydney. They're all my friends from when I was in Sydney. And they kind of loved Half-Life growing up. I mean, I play bits of it with them. Um, and they all loved it. And some of them are kind of like, oh, I could get a headset. And then I know some of them are just going to straight up fly down to Melbourne because it's cheaper to buy a, a cheap ticket to Melbourne, come play it at mine for a few days, then go back home. Um, I've really thought yeah. about that a lot. I, I really yeah. have a feeling that Half-Life is going to have a second life um, in Ooh. just multiple playthroughs with people yeah. uh, coming over to the house and playing it through. And that's literally what I'm doing with my with my wife is – yeah, going to help her through the game and have that experience with her uh, to, to sort of share that with her. And it's a joy to watch another person yeah. go through it. So and I, uh, I, do I remember wonder thinking too, that with Portal a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's the, yeah, that's a, that's a similar thing actually. Cause I got put onto Portal by other friends who were like, you need to play this game. Like it's really cool. Um, and then I saw them kind of playing parts of it and went and played it myself. But I think it's interesting too with this because I think I, when I was playing it, I was kind of like, is this a really good introduction to VR for someone who hasn't or has mm-hmm. maybe done a little bit? Can they jump right into it? And I think ultimately it is. But what I think is interesting is if they went and played that on someone else's headset and then went, wow, that was really good. I want to get into VR. I want to buy a headset, something like that. Where do it's you, such an awkward do you social go from experience. there? And where, well, like, where do they go? Like, No, you go on. Well, so like it's, it's so tough because it, you can't, it's a 15-hour experience if you're really going slow. It's much shorter than that if you're going fast. Mm. Um, but, like, it's it's always been this thing. I love that question of, is it a great introduction to VR? And I think it is. It's just mm. that um, watching, like, in the first few years of VR, you had these short experiences that it's just, let's throw you into VR for 20 minutes and let you look at a cool blue whale going by or uh, in the lab, you could shoot an arrow uh, or go into the, the catapult launching game and you have this like short little, let's explain yeah. the basics of VR. Uh, Titan yeah. space was my favorite 
introduction to show people. And it's just like conveying the, the immersiveness of VR, the, the idea that this could be cool. But now with something like Alex that is so polished in its onboarding, you've got this different social experience where it's like, do you actually want to come over to my house and play through the game? Like it's a different conversation yeah. than it's a long 15 time, minutes at right? a party and going yeah. to Beat Saber for two songs versus do you want to come over for two to three hours on this day and really dive into several chapters? Mm. I just got some comments. Uh, RDV said, I only have PSVR. I'm waiting until next year to buy a real VR solution, either PSVR 2 or whatever is newest. Uh, 44 Morocco said, Portal in VR? Question mark. Maybe a crossover between Portal and Half-Life since they're both in the same universe. Um, we have a headline coming about Portal. Uh, check back, uploadvr.com later this week. Yes. Um, and Rob said, have to go, guys. Cheers. Bye, Rob. Um, Thank you. But yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting because, as you said, it's not like a fifteen minute. It's really like, are you going to be committed to come and play this twelve to fifteen hour game uh, at my house? And I'm I'm more than I love it so much that I'm more than willing to be like, come stay at my house for three days, have an Alex yeah. party. I'll just I'll just walk around you as you play Alex for you know fifteen hours. Um, but yeah, and I think going back to what we were saying before, the other good thing about it is that the whole game is kind of. Um, a tutorial that you don't realize is a tutorial, right? Like yep. you don't have to be taught anything per se. And like the only, the closest thing it gets to the tutorial is when it teaches you about the gravity gloves at the very beginning and, when you get them. And, you know, I want to say at the gravity gloves, there was a learning curve there and I was watching yeah. it again uh, with, with my wife going through and yeah, it takes figuring out how to aim your hand mm. at the object and then exactly how to pull. And sometimes the things will, get hit on some object as they're coming Other out. Things, yeah. And, it, and I, you know, it's by the end of the game, I was, I was pretty, pretty efficient with it. It's just, I want to say there was a good five to seven chapter learning curve where I, I just was not excellent at it yet. Yeah. Um, but then you slowly get, slowly get better. And it's funny yeah. too, because I won't spoil anything, but there's certain uh, chapters that really test your ability to accurately, pull and pick things up with the uh with the gravity gloves and that's another thing right i until you just said that then i didn't even think about that but then i was like that whole section of the game is a lead up to a point where you have to be able to be accurate with it uh or it kind of the game kind of punishes you and it's i don't know there's so many things like that that you i don't there's ones i haven't even thought of i'm sure of just little things where they're subconsciously teaching you things so that when you go to do them later it it's just, I mean, I don't know. The other thing is, too, is to me, it just feels so much like a Valve game. Like, even though it's yeah. in VR, it's very different and a very different kind of, uh, obviously, very different architecture and experience to other Valve games. It it makes me feel like I'm, you know, when, how old was I, like 13 playing Portal again? I get the same kind of feeling of, like, this is a really good experience. It's polished and there's something about the way Valve do things where they teach you things and all the and their puzzles too and the way you kind of even if you get stuck you're like i'm sure it's something really clear and obvious that yep. i'm just not seeing here and you kind of look around and eventually you get it and you feel so satisfied there's something about the way they do things that is very makes it it never feels like it's being cheap or ripping you off you always feel super satisfied by it let me check the comments again here oh shame pointed out there is a community mod portal stories i think i'm not sure if that's vr or not i think there is 
I think there was Dude, a I think there was a portal yeah. VR. I, I yeah. Uh, portal is the thing. I, I, we have that interview that you transcribed that I still need to get out there. But uh, my very first real VR interview was with Brendan Ereb, the former CEO of Oculus, in his office down in Irvine, where Oculus set up its first office, and he had like a wooden portal gun. I want to say mm. some kind of like you know monument. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I know you're friends with Valve up there. And what do you think of Portal and VR? And he very quickly explained to me how sick it would make you. And this is like yeah. 2012. And it just, there's no, it's, there's that cool, cool game out there, Holoception, uh, that mm. has that third party, third person mode where you can view some, you know, your character over there doing things. And there's, there's a lot of interesting ideas you could do there if you're, portaling other things than your own body and throwing yourself through through holes in the, in the yeah. walls yeah um yeah even halo and like i I've, I've gotten halo reinstalled on everything and halo can make you sick on a big screen yeah. Yeah. right on a normal monitor yeah yeah and rdv said uh in regards to alex this 10 to 15 hour experience i think this is what the vr needs to be taken seriously and of course, a big budget game like this, exciting times. I think, yeah, I think to me, it doesn't feel like there's anything else on par with uh, how much of a kind of round finish product there is to me. Like if I said to you, I'm new to VR, and this is kind of what I was getting at before. If you introduce someone to Alex and they love it and they go, this is amazing, I want to buy a headset. Um, where do you Where do you take them from there? Because I just can't think of what you would tell someone to go and play after Alex in terms of if they were brand mm. new to VR, they finished Alex, and they're like, I want to play more VR stuff. To me, there's nothing int- that's equivalent in, in all the areas. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's where do you go? What what do you tell them to go play? Well, it's kind of cool that you can you can send them to, well, if they've got an index, you can send them to Aperture Hand Labs for a free little introduction. And then you can send them to the lab, which still holds up, I think, after all these years and got its... It was renovated recently, I think, for new control schemes. So you can go into those little free experiences. But you're you're absolutely right. Uh, it's hard to recommend. Oh, it's so it's hard to say that you can go onto Boneworks mm-hmm. from Half Life yeah. yeah. because of the difference in motion. Um, yeah, it's true. It's I a just, whole different kind of thing. I, I don't know if I can say like if someone played through and shift and blink. You can really go into Boneworks after that. Are you talking, Alex. Jamie? Are you back? Well, Jamie's oh, kind of no. still that's so sad. Out. But um, Alex said Asgard's Wrath is in that tier? Question mark. I mean, I personally haven't played Asgard's Wrath. I know our, our other editor, David, is a huge Asgard's Wrath fan. I'm not Called sure it's one of the game, but biggest. And I guess best that's probably played a few minutes of it. Um, I guess that would not probably my, qualify. Yeah. That's a good point even if it's not my jam, but that is kind of the same kind of production, I guess. Um, So that would be a good one. Um, What else have we got? Raw data. Raw data holds up after all these years. Other people agreeing as God's breath, 40 plus hours of non-repetitive gameplay, definitely triple a game along with Alex. So yeah. Um, Oh, one thing that I, I want to ask, and I'm not sure if you know the answer to this, Ian, but as someone just pointed out in the comments, and I've seen other people uh, comment on our review and whatnot, um, smooth turning, 
is that meant to people who keep saying it's bugged slash not an option? Is it actually an option? Because I, I haven't looked. So you probably didn't look either. I imagine. I didn't look because I, I really no, need the, the people, snap turns. Yeah, people keep saying that it's. They keep saying bugged slash not a feature. So I think maybe it's. Uh, yeah, it's okay. So Hiniel, our broadcaster, just said it's not in there on purpose. So there you go to everyone asking. That's a conscious decision from Valve. Um, sadly, I wonder so if they'll change go. it after update. I wonder if they, that's something they might because that's something yeah, I imagine some people some people need want. buried in a menu system to turn on pretty far. A bit like a bit like the. I mean, not nearly as uh, as much of a mortal sin as the crouching fiasco of Saints and Sinners, <laughs> but something that might get that might get patched in later on. Um, Hottie CE said, what do you think about the comfort of Oculus Quest and what do you recommend to make it more comfortable? Well, to quickly Frank cover Quest. that. James oh, you said heard? Frank and Quest. Everyone, we can hear we, you. At, we can hear you, but yeah. It's oh, kind of rough. I mean, we, we're hearing that you. you cut off. You hear you, but you kind sad. of bug out and, and lag and cut off. All right. Okay. We're going to take a 30 we'll second take... break. I'm not going to be here anymore. Wait, no, someone that can actually be heard should say that. All right, Join bye, in the everyone. comments, Jamie. Join in the yes. comments. Welcome, Welcome back. back. I'm now in the host seat. Jamie is gone. <laughs> Bye, Jamie. Bye, Jamie. We, we loved you. He'll talk to you in the comments, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about before we broke? Well, before we broke, I wanted to say um, Hoddy CE asked about the comfort of the quest and what we recommend to make it more comfortable um, because they play the game when uh, using Link, which is also how I played the game. Now, before, as Jamie was popping in and out of connection, um, he said Frankenquest, which we'll have a video, an article coming up on soon, which is basically modding your quest to put in a, uh, it's a Vive Deluxe audio strap. Is that right? The audio. Yeah. Yeah. You put that on your quest. There's also VR power. Um, which, which I'm wearing is... right now. There you go. I so didn't realize you were using a quest. Well, yeah. So I'm using an Oculus Quest right now over Link. So I've got the Link cord coming right here down the headset. And then uh, disconnected, because I need the link connected uh, to my PC over there, I have a VR power on the back of my head, a battery pack, sitting back here and weighing down the back of the headset and pulling it up off my face a little bit. So uh, even though it's not being, not being used as a battery pack right now, the VR power is providing that little bit of added balance that makes us kind of weight. Yeah, which you do kind experience. of... You do appreciate. I mean, I've been playing through Alex on Link, which has been a great experience. Worked really well, and I've had no problems. Um, but the main thing is that after like two or three hours, I start to feel, and I don't have it as bad as others. I know others, Tatiana, who's on our staff, and other people in general uh, who I've had try the quest don't find it quite as comfortable as I seem to do. I can kind of adjust it to a point where it's okay, but after long periods, it definitely starts to, um, you know feel heavy and what's interesting too is it clearly because of the battery life of the quest you know if you're just playing a normal quest game it's not designed to be worn for super long because you need to charge it without a battery pack right there's no way you can keep playing whereas with yeah. link you can just keep playing mine charges at a rate that pretty much it goes down a tiny little bit over a long time but not much so i could just keep playing for a long time but the, the quest comfort wise doesn't quite allow for that what else have we got people Hotties, he said, I have the, the Studio Foam Deluxe strap. We haven't tried that one, but I feel like it's still on my face. It hurts. Yeah, it is. Mm. The quest is difficult for long sessions. That's just the kind of reality. Um, and Hotties, I said, I had Rift S and it's way better. And that'd be because obviously that 
the uh, little halo style strand. The thing, the thing I have to mention there though is like check your IPD and make sure it's within the range that's supported by the Rift S. Because if you have a unusual IPD and distance between your eyes, uh, I can find the Rift S gets me uncomfortable pretty fast uh, sometimes, mm. uh, depending on the situation, just because my IPD is unusual. And then I've, I've obviously got the IPD adjuster on the Quest, and I love that because it's so much more... Uh, I can really tune it in for my eye distance. Mm. Mm. We've got a few people in the comments at the moment mentioning just one thing quickly, James, in regards to spoilers, we're, we're doing a whole spoiler section. Uh, so there's no need to worry about uh, spoilers right now. This is all non no spoilers for the moment. We'll have a big spoiler thing. when this. And everything so. earlier, if you need to scroll back on our stream, uh, has not been spoilers. We'll, we'll Correct. have spoiler on the screen when we get to that part. And... We've also had a few people talk about um, VR arms and VR hands and how there's no arms in Alex. Obviously, a bit like how we don't have arms now. There's no arms in Alex. What's your position on this, Ian? Do you like do you like VR arms? Do you uh, hate them? Well, so uh, if you've ever played Half and Half, uh, that's a really interesting solution where they've got these whip wobbly characters. They're like smushy and mm. made of jello and so like you can make your arms like this and they've got complete arms attached to the bodies but they're very non-humanish characters and yeah. they put those smushy arms in there to account for the fact that like i'm moving my elbow right now in a pretty dramatic way and all mm. you, they can tell all they can track is yeah, that my hand hands. is moving and so, like, if my elbow is like this, which it's my elbow is right here, and then I yeah. move it up like this, and I'm not seeing my elbow exactly where it is in the real world, that's a, that's a, it kind of hurts your brain. And I love yeah. so much in Alex, you know, like I said, we said earlier in the stream, getting to know that inventory system where you've got those slots right at your wrists to store a grenade or a health pack. Yeah, and you know it's, it's it's a really cool inventory system that became yeah second nature and yeah I don't know I didn't miss the arms I don't need them there no. I I'm fine and I found well the thing is too is with you saying with half and half right that's that kind of solution can only happen because it's it's a non-human body when you play something like Boneworks and you've got that full body I think there's definitely benefits or reasons you might want to do that but I just found it to be more I think it definitely made me more personally made me more sick having the whole body when it didn't match up because that just messes with your brain um yeah. but then again same thing with alex with that inventory and the kind of little wrist slots and the way you can quickly grab things and and what one thing i think was really cool too is that i had this sense of body presence without having a full body like the little med pack things you kind of the little syringe things you like you know put into parts of your body when you want to heal you kind of have this little it still worked right stab. even though your arm isn't there you could still stab yeah your, i got that I, I was doing even my leg i would do my thigh and i'd actually physically get my control and be like mm, on my thigh and it <laughs> felt like and it just feels really cool to be able to do that or it still feels like i can kind of yeah and those interactions with parts of your body even though they're not you know represented in the game um they yeah. still serve a purpose and that's just so to me that's so cool a lot of that is great. I don't know. I think the the whole inventory and the kind of wrist things is, is great too. Um, yeah. Even just the guns feel like the perfect um, mix between like realistically reloading a gun um, and then kind of gamifying it in a way that doesn't make it too overbearingly realistic, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, it's I just think the whole yeah. What did you think about the gunplay and the aiming? And yeah, the... I. It's amazing to think of the range of guns out there because there's hot dogs, horseshoes, and hand grenades that has this extremely realistic uh, sort of interactions with uh, firing modes and mm. uh, all the attachments you can put on guns. And then you've got Boneworks, which is uh, you're still pretty involved. You're still doing various things with the guns. And uh, there are some there's there's def- several different types of guns in that game and each one is a slightly different er- interaction on some of them and then it's just everything in alex feels right it's just everything you said it's so satisfying to put the magazines in yeah. to uh just it's even when you get some of the power-ups for the weapons later on um mm. that let you kind of modify what you can do with those weapons it just becomes so satisfying to kind of like uh, you've got three different guns and then you can um, make sure you go to each one really quickly and yep. make sure they're fully loaded for this next battle that you expect to yeah. come as soon as you go out this door. I just want more of it. And I hope that, you know, it's one of those custom things where maps, it's been custom. Yeah. Maps. <laughs> it's, it's been one of those things where like, I've so enjoyed the experimentation in these first few years of VR Mm. where devs have done almost everything that they can imagine with VR, but it's time to tell stories with VR and it's time to kind of like let people go on those long journeys. And you can't, it's such a, that whole onboarding process that we're talking about with Alex, it's kind of, it would be such a bummer if uh, we kept fragmenting the audience and turning people away after 30 minutes struggling with some mechanic that's hard to learn it'd be nice if there was at least some kind of industry adoption of some of these ideas that that alex has kind of planted a flag in and the i'll just check the comments before i go into my next point shane said i'll try injecting into my leg next time you should do that it's a lot of fun one of the best it's one of my favorite things mid-battle you just stab your thigh and you actually physically do it feels great um <laughs> then we've got some more discussion on arms and and um and whatever and shane just said i agree and i'm tired of these short experiences and yeah i think i really love i mean i know the story of half-life i've played i played bits of half-life 2 when i was younger with friends um, and I play, I refresh my memory and played some of about, I think about half of Half-Life 2 or not, probably not even half, but some of Half-Life 2 before Alex. And um, I think even if you hadn't played any Half-Life games and didn't really know anything about Half-Life or just knew kind of the, uh, you know, concept or you just knew about Gordon Freedom or something, the story is so captivating and the way you go through the story and you're kind of the way you travel through the world and the way the story unfolds as you're physically traveling through these spaces i think it's just something that if there was more of i would just play so many more games like this uh, much more a lot of vr games i pick up play for a bit i'm kind of like i don't know would i at the end of the day finished work i'm sitting down would i go in and play that alex is the kind of game that i'm like i 100 percent just want to it's the only vr game in memory where it's like the other night it was like 11.30 at night and usually I'm like, I'm way too tired to go into VR. I'm going to bed. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, I'm playing Alex. It's like, I want to yep. get in. I want to do more of this. Like it's so, and it's that mixture of story with the mechanics, with everything that just works so well together, which I think everything else, you know, 
and you can see the influences, but it feels like everything else has one of those things or two of those things, not everything altogether the way that this does. I feel like this is the perfect kind of combination mess of, of everything. Yeah. You know, the perfect that, storm. I think, yeah. And I think the feeling I have after finishing it is I'm hungry for more, right? Like it's, yeah. it's after I've learned everything, it's like, yes, yes, yes. Let's do it again. Let's go. And, you can and, see what custom stuff what custom stuff comes from because there is there there's the is it a it's not a map editor but the way you can kind of you can edit the assets right i can't remember there's it hammer is that right the hammer editor is their but their editor yeah that they're going to launch they said they were going to get the game out first yeah it would be so awesome to have some like and i'm sure there will be community kind of custom alex maps custom challenges you know with enemies and whatever because i actually really like the firefights as well like the kind of and one thing that Jamie said in his review was there, unlike Half-Life 2, where a lot of the combine encounters are kind of running guns, you kind of, you shoot a combine soldier and they go down in like two shots. There's like 20 combine soldiers and you're running through the level. Whereas this is much more like there'll be three or four of them at specific points and it's more strategic and like, how do I, where do I hide? Where can I take cover? And it becomes this kind of more protracted strategic fight. And I loved that. And I can only imagine people making specific maps and, and environment and scenarios for more of that. And that's something I'd hundred percent would play a bit like a bit like portal Two custom maps. Like I played so many portal, and even if they're not quite at the same level of, of design and whatnot as the, as the valve kind of experience, I think the framework is so strong uh, that, you know, even when portal two maps are kind of not greatly, not really well designed or whatever, it's just fun to jump in and kind of play around in that sandbox a bit more, the kind of, you know, um, environment they've made. And I can't wait for custom stuff to come out. I think that's going to be really cool yeah. and awesome. And that's going to be, yeah, fantastic. RDB said, I'm so pumped for the long journeys in VR. A bit like this. We won't have VR Cyberpunk or GTA 6 or Red Dead, but that's what I really want. And that's what I think, I think story-wise, you could almost not compare it in terms of length, I guess, of the, of the story or, but it feels like those kind of console games that where you have it, it's a big event, it's a campaign, it's something you can work through. That's what I love about also, it. Also, I wanted to talk about a couple things here. Uh, we've got some non-Alex news. Let's cover real mm. quick. And yes, I think we're going to get to spoilers fairly soon. But yeah, we've had two big pieces of news in the last week. And uh, the first one is that HP teased a new PC VR headset. That's the Reverb G2 is I think what we're tentatively calling it. And that is, uh, they, they put on the words, the next generation and no compromises. Mm. And they're working with Valve and Microsoft on this. So there's obviously big questions about what they're going to do. Are they going to have the, the Windows controllers, which I think have had their day and probably need to go away? <laughs> um, you know, what, tell, me, tell me what you really think, Ian. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, like, I no, that's fair enough. We've got the camera situation where most Windows MR headsets only have two cameras, so they're doing some guesswork when your hands are out of range, and it does a pretty good job, but with with games that are really aggressive over the shoulder or you're really into yeah. it in an active game, those two cameras aren't necessarily going to live up to expectations. And then, uh, obviously, they've got the... Some of them are sort of cheaply made or, like, more plasticky feel in your hand where they've got the the touchpad and if the touchpad isn't really sensitive that could be a problem and they've also got the 
the analog stick. Um, you know, the original reverb, like I mentioned earlier, didn't fit my face. It was, my IPD was not a good match for mm. the original reverb. And so, like, that's another thing that some headsets have and some headsets don't, but Index has that IPD adjustment where you can slide the panels into perfect alignment with your eyes. And then, obviously, the Quest has the perfect alignment, too, where you can adjust it. And so when they say no compromises on there, I'm also wondering whether they're going to use index controllers, you know, mm. some kind of index controller, or whether they're going to do more cameras. That would be interesting. Yeah. Or whether they're going to have IPD adjustment. And all those things could, if they can get it to a good price, maybe they've got a competitor for the Rift S. Because mm. um, Rift S is kind of like in its in a category by itself down there at, at $400. Yeah. and. You've got the Cosmos at a the higher Rift price basically point. basically competes with the Quest. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. And then the other bit of news we've got is that Facebook leaked code name for an upcoming VR headset prototype. The code name was Delmar. Mm. It popped up in documentation, developer documentation on the Oculus website. Juicy. And there was also, we found references to Jedi controllers mm -hmm. and this mm -hmm. has created the most conjecture out there in the audience of various people talking about what does jedi controllers mean because you could assume that jedi could be their control labs acquisition so you've got this thing that straps to your wrist uh. and in theory detects the yeah. signals inside of your wrist going down to your fingers yes. and is able to kind of sense uh, very, very fast in theory there, uh, the things you're planning to do with your hand, and it may end up feeling a little bit like, like a Jedi. force powers. Uh, yeah. uh, right. So that, that's one, one theory. That I don't know if I agree with that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. Tell me, what do you, what do you think? I'm your... hoping. Well, so <laughs> I, I, this is, this is, this, this is my theory, right? This that is if what they, you want. <laughs> I want, yeah, it's not, not what I think is going to happen, but they've got Beat Saber, They've got Vader Immortal. Yeah. Both of them depend on lightsabers. Yeah. And they it would they would be stupid not to <laughs> pour a lot of money into a partnership <laughs> yeah. with Disney. Yeah. And really do a proper full scale Star Wars game with like a, a real hefty nice lightsaber oh imagine a hefty hefty lightsaber controller with some vibration mm -mm -mm. give it to me yeah well yeah. so that was one thing i noticed that early on at um one of the oculus events i think it was f8 i tried i think vader immortal early on and i first the first time you feel the vibration really really nicely of i, I want to say they tuned it down in the final release but mm. the 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 real th uh, throbbing of like you can feel the pulsing of the energy of the the yeah. lightsaber in your hand that's that can really uh, drain the battery and uh, I don't know if you build like a, a ready made lightsaber controller that has really extended battery life specifically yeah. for that purpose of making you feel like there's an energy blade Especially, in your hand that would be amazing beat saber too like the feeling the, the kind of blocks as you slice through them. so much cool potential very cool yeah very cool should we um should we go to half-life alex spoiler discussion slash ending slash implications of the spoilers 
Is everyone all right? Everyone, get 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 out if you don't want the spoilers. Heaney's gonna put up the spoiler warning. Meow, Let him know. Meow. Spoiler. Right, Heaney says. Heaney says the spoiler. Says okay, yeah. Heaney says it's up. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about Jeff? <laughs> yeah, we can talk about Jeff. So I want to talk about Jeff. <laughs> it's funny because everyone like how it's like let's talk about the ending. You're like Jeff. Um, yeah, no, let's not so, talk about the end. Yeah, let's talk about this Jeff. This is a good yeah. Jeff. I d- okay. Well, I think it's funny because everyone was kind of like, I had heard stuff about Jeff before I got to Jeff. I got to Jeff yesterday. And I was like, what are the, the hell comments is this talking Jeff about Jeff? Thing? I want to see how the comments are responding to Jeff. People are, people are also saying I'm leaving because no spoilers. Great talk, guys. See yeah. you later. And no, no one's talking about Jeff yet. We'll see. We've got any Jeff, Jeff stands in the chat? Let us know if you stand, Jeff, <laughs> in the chat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I hadn't heard about Jeff and then like it's funny because even when you get to the part in the game with Jeff he's like oh that's Jeff I'm like just tell me what Jeff is and it's <laughs> pretty Jeff's pretty scary um but what a great section of the game that's like stands out to me as one of the best I mean I bear in mind too I also haven't fin- I do know how the game ends uh because I got it Jamie told me but I haven't actually finished the game but I'm up to chapter nine but that Jeff chapter is so much fun and terrifying, but just so great. And the mechanics of the bottles and the... Oh! So, so, so I want to talk... So Jamie, I read Jamie's review, an early draft of it. And he talked about a cruel scare in the game. And mm. I thought it was the toilet... The toilet <laughs> yeah. head crab. The toilet head crab, yes. I, I have never <laughs> screamed that long... <laughs> Or that much oh, as that's when, very funny. oh my God, that was just, <laughs> I mean, that whole section of the game had me, had me crying almost. My yes. wife came out of the bedroom. It's like, is that real? <laughs> Are you really screaming that much? Yes, I am yeah. screaming that much. I mean, I was just, yeah. all right. It's so, a very scary but, section. But then I got to the Jeff section and I realized, oh no, this is that is this is <laughs> what he's referring to. It wasn't wasn't the toilet the toilet head crab. I like how you think the peak of of Half Life Alley, like you get a toilet and a head crab head crab from a toilet, and you're like, oh, that's it. That's the scariest <laughs> part of the game. That's what he was yeah. talking about. No. Um. Oh, so Daniel said, could you kill Jeff in the trash compactor, or could you only trap him? I saw a button on the playthrough. Um. That's a good question. I certainly didn't kill him. Uh, oh, we got some Jeff stands in the chat. Shout out to my Jeff stands. Um, and Airborne Film said, "Is Jeff a head crab?" Um, no, Jeff is like this monster that 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 can't see you but can hear everything. So you have to kind of direct him by throwing things around. So this uh, is this is we're, we're in a very aggressive. seriously spoil things. Yeah, I mean, like this is yeah, it's so it's, great it's, to it's, encounter the sky. That's why yeah, it's on it's the screen. So but like, yeah, uh, if you've ever played. Last of Us, these is like clickers, very much like clickers. I've been um, play, I haven't played Last of Us, but yes. Yeah, it's true. And, uh, like those, yeah. and keep in mind, it's it's got the spore things on its back, so it's spitting out spores. And yeah. so when it walks by you, and if it's too close, you will cough. And you can cover your hand. If you, if you put uh, your hand up against, so good. you can cover your hand so that you shouldn't cough. But uh, it, if it gets too close to you, you're going to cough, and Jeff's going to find you. It's yeah. just the it's grossest. Great. It's terrifying. And it's also what I thought, another a technical point, which I thought was fantastic. And I have no idea how they did this, but I've never had tracking on the quest so reliable, like putting it my thing. I put my controller straight up here. Like my hand disappears there, right? 
Yeah. I always put it in my hand. No, it's still there. No, it's still there. Is it still there? Okay. There we go. They fixed it months ago, he said. But it was, I found that the tracking and on Quest generally, like the shoulder and everything, all of those, um, you know, extended range movements um, worked really well. But yeah, I, and just being able to put my hand on the mouth, like I was physically doing it and I was just, oh man, such a great section. So much fun. Yeah. And that's what oh, I was talking also, about before with the gravity gloves. It really tests your ability to pull, catch stuff correctly, and then chuck it correctly as well. Yeah, so um, you've got these bottles around in, in the Jeff section that you have to kind mm. of like grab, pull them over, toss them through a window to get, you know, get Jeff distracted. But the thing, you know, if you, it's so good, but Jamie described this in his review and he, he didn't give away the spoiler, but it's this moment that I think everyone is going to remember from Half-Life, Alex. Yeah. And yeah. if you know what I'm talking about, it's where you've got to use the multi-tool and connect a wire back in the wall. And you realize in one moment in the dark yeah, that you have yeah. to go, <laughs> yeah, you've got to go back into this little itty bitty room and reconnect the wire. And you don't want to go back in that room because it's yeah. such a tiny room and Jeff is going to trap you in there. It's yeah. brilliant. It's brilliant, it's, brilliant, brilliant. It's also, and also every time I was like, okay, that's it. I've, I've, I've trapped Jeff. Jeff's over there. I've left Jeff, and it was like he kept coming back, and I was like, oh, I keep needing to go back to Jeff. Yeah. I, I kept thinking it was the end of it. Oh, what a great section! It's going to be a standout. I think that the section everyone will be talking about for sure because that was great. But perhaps we should move on from Jeff and talk about the implications of uh, the ending for what's next or what could be next yeah. now. You 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 lead this because I kind of know but haven't played it. So okay, again, these are serious spoilers here, right? Yeah, uh, we've 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 you should have been alerted to this. Uh, spoiler, fully. spoiler. It says spoilers yeah. on the screen. We'll make sure that the podcast version of this alerts people too. Um, so the end of the game, you think you're getting to find Gordon Freeman. There's it's mm. a big lead up that you're going to unlock Gordon Freeman and save him. Uh, that's what was so much fun to have my daughter, who's only played Black Mesa a little bit with me. Uh, she knows who Gordon Freeman is. She knows uh, some of the history there. She thinks, you know, Gordon has failed uh, in his efforts to save the world. So now it's Alex's chance. So, you know, it's this whole thing leading up to Gordon. And there's such a great buildup to like, oh, they're imprisoning something. They're, they're locking mm. something up. And uh, you go to this sort of crazy last section of the game the last mission where you kind of get force powers uh in a certain extent and then you find out it's this mysterious g-man right uh that's mm. been locked up inside this building and he talks to you now the th i haven't seen people talk about this much but i thought it was very very fascinating the way uh g-man that's what he's called right g-man yeah g-man yeah um when he does his whole dialogue scene, you see versions of him walking off in different sections. He he's mm. like there's there's copies of him walking off in different sections, and he offers Alex the chance to save her father, which is a critical moment in the Half Life universe. So, I think there's uh, a splitting of realities there. There's there's multiple timelines now to deal with, it seems. Uh, some mm -hmm. kind of major expansion to 
the way the Half-Life universe works, uh, mm. given the way G-Man sort of talks about you, the way he shows these multiple versions of him walking in different sections and what happens right there at the end where uh, Alex disappears and mm. at the, you know, the very last after credit scene uh, where you get to, you get to see the crowbar and yep. you're Gordon Freeman for just about one second. And uh, she's gone. Alex is somewhere else. And so it's almost like you're in a different, different reality or something. Knows, something next? has split. So what, what do you feel is, uh, what do you think of the implications of this? Where are we headed? What, what do you think of Valve are doing kind of, what are they doing mm. here in, what do you think they're trying to <laughs> set up? Well, uh, you know, I, I wished I was more familiar with the Half-Life universe to make a really educated mm. guess. I'd love to see what the commenters say from people who stuck around who know the game. Um, you know, I, I loved, I've loved Portal and they've never attached, even Boneworks is this thing that almost oh, feels like it could be in the Half-Life yeah. universe in a different version and I think they've even set, made some comments, uh, the developers have, uh, Stress Level Zero, that it exists in kind of like a meta-universe. And um, there's just a lot of potential, I think, to dramatically expand what yeah. Valve does, what they, you know, the kinds of games they make. Yeah. Um, and they but, could do a lot with it. At the same time, though, I, I do... Th- uh, in, the only thing that I've thought about this uh, in terms of what's next for Valve is that I'm very conscious that like Alex was a big effort, right? It would have taken a long time, lots of people. And um, we know that they were saying they were, you know, they had that comment of we're working on three VR projects from way back when. And then when Jamie interviewed them recently, they said, well, not there's not currently three projects in development because everyone moved to Alex, right? And they're all, we're all working on Alex. But I mean, I... I because Jamie, I know Jamie, it's a shame Jamie's not here because he's kind of the most well-versed in it, uh, both Half-Life and, and Half-Life generally and the game. But I know he's kind of said he feels like it's it's setting up as like a Half-Life 3 and there's been a lot of discussion as to, I've not just in Jamie, I know I've read Jamie's full interview transcript and I've seen a lot of what others have, uh, other people who interviewed the same devs, uh, IGN and other outlets, about Navas's kind of Half-Life 3 question. And the response they all seem to give in every interview is, well, we're waiting to see what the reception is to this yeah. before we make our next move. And I think that's almost a very strange response because I would have thought no. that Valve played to their own, you reckon? I thought Valve always played to their own, you know, they play their own violin to their little no. orchestra over there, <sighs> I feel. Oh, it's so complicated. And I, you know, I hope, I don't know if there's Valve people out there watching us. I'd love for them to sort of understand that we'd love to know what's going on hey, uh, internally. South Memphis came through with a uh, a donation of $1.99. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you South so much. Memphis, appreciate it. Go on um, it's, oh, there's the obvious question of, is Half-Life 3 going to be in VR? That's yeah, kind of like the, the, big the, one. the inference. And if it is, that's one thing. But if it's going to be across both, if it's going to be both a flat screen experience and a VR experience, that's a completely different proposition. Surely not. not. Well, I mean, that's kind of like 
that's years more development work on Valve's tools, I would think, that, you know, the game, just, the, the flat screen oh. players wouldn't want to wait for. Um, yeah. And so when it comes to the question of waiting for the reception, there's there's this, like, I love the, I love the bit that all the VR resources went to focus on Alex. Like, mm. if you've got multiple teams of just a couple hundred people working at Valve, and you've got a limited number of that couple hundred people who really think VR is cool and the future, they all had to kind of like put down their babies, their you know, their whatever they're focused on, and say, let's yeah. go deliver on Alex. And so there's other teams there working on other games. There, there has to be. There has to be some people there that are probably thinking about Half-Life 3 mm. um, and have been for many years. Many years. Um, and there's got to be some tough, tough meetings and tough decisions being made internally what? where they're like, how many people can we throw at this? And what, in what stages? And how okay. does it fit in with a broader plan of Valve? Like let me let me let me spin a spin a a story for you, right? I think I, I obviously there'd be huge I think there'd be huge backlash if tomorrow they came out and they were like Half-Life 3 VR exclusive. Let's not even go there. That'd be a nightmare for Valve, I think, just generally. <laughs> but I think that the way that Alex works and the implication that Jamie has kind of uh, uh noted is that the way that the crowbar feels and, and that, that little tease at the end is kind of them being like, it, it's them being like melee combat is obviously not in this game. We'll get it. Well, he, I think Jamie used the words like, we'll get it right next time. Like, they, mm. like that's what we do. That's what we'll be doing in, in the next one. And they're not going to do this overnight, right? This is going to take, if, if they were to do Half-Life 3 in VR, it will take several years because there's no way they made any significant process on it, progress on it currently. I just don't think that's, you know what I mean? I don't think they've, so we're looking at several years. I reckon probably what minimum four, you know. If we and if you wow. think that Half Life Three, well, if you think that Half Life Three is going to be bigger than Alex, are going to have to. You can take everything you've done for Alex and still have to work in. I think melee combat to get it as satisfying as the guns are in in Alex is a whole other problem. I think that's yeah. just. It's not well, easy to get right, and I think they will want to get it right. The thing we had in our, uh, I think that we published that today, right? The the physics situation there, where yeah. you don't have uh, force feedback, you don't have resistance mm. with uh, current current um, yeah and, and controllers or controllers, yeah. And so there are we've tested some various tools out there that are trying to do that. You know, gloves that pull back your fingers and yep. uh, air bubbles that that you know form on your fingers to kind of give you very specific tactile sensations but there's nothing that like <laughs> you hit something and it really uh you Feels feel like kind of it. some resistance yeah. that's pushing you back and i don't know you know boneworks did made some affordances to you know made really yeah. made that feel good where you could train yeah. yourself but yeah i i don't know but boneworks um, to me boneworks still breaks right like I really love Boneworks. There's that bit where it's like, you know, pretend everything is the way it is. And there's the kind of um, weight bar for deadlifting. And I immediately like pretended like I was deadlifting like I do in the gym. And it was really funny because I, I wasn't carrying the weight, but I pretended and it worked. But to mm. me, that breaks as soon as I have like a weapon and I'm panicking and I'm just like going at something. And, 
you know, all of a sudden nothing is matching up, but it doesn't feel the same like that. It only works in very specific contexts. So I think for them to get, you know, something like a crowbar where you could just grab it and kind of bash something for that to, to feel, they'll want it to feel as good, I think, as the guns do in, in Alex and the guns work in Alex so well because you don't need that, that, that force feedback. So but to the, my wider point that this plays into is it's going to take them a long time, probably several years, I would say, even if you ignore the problem of melee combat, I think just writing, you know, testing, doing all the stuff that would take to do Half-Life 3 of all things, several years. So, and they might not tell us for several years, you know, they're in the fan of that, well, Alex, you know. But it's how, a company, when, like, when I, I think my, I think my, bar, my broader point here is that you've got to know how invested Valve is and as a company in the future of VR technology. And yeah. that's kind of the point of of uh, seeing what the reception is, where <laughs> VR has has had so many people getting down on it, saying AR is actually the thing. Um, mm. VR is just uh, like a toy or a stepping not stone. something. Yeah. yeah, and I think that misses all, all those things. Miss the power of VR. Miss the things that make it so go play enveloping Alex. and fun. <laughs> um, it, and well, yeah, I think if you go back to our reporting, we we broke the story that uh, this game was coming. We mm. uh, were there confirming some of the earliest uh, information about the index, and there's this kind of argument or belief out there this that only facebook's investment in vr is the only one that's actually going to move research forward there's the 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 lead researcher michael abrash was formerly at valve he left valve to go to facebook and hire teams of researchers that are all around the world now in little groups building Mm. out what is in theory the very next generation of this technology. So they're working on hyper-realistic mm. avatars. We've got the most basic kind of avatars now. Yeah, They're working on wireless technologies. They're working on different types of gloves uh, for those haptic things. There's this argument that the billions, literally billions every year that Facebook is spending to develop those technologies is the thing that's going to unlock all day headsets, headsets you want to wait, wear for eight hours. Yeah. Do you use it for your business work day uh, and for your escape uh, from your house when you can't actually leave your house because the environment is dying and there's diseases <laughs> yes. and all those things. Yes. Um, so the whole question has always been, is Valve investing as invested and at, at the scale needed to yeah. do these things you know, and and to carry it to the next level, and it's so amazing to number one, have the index be this incredible headset on the VR market, this yeah. incredible experience that's just I it, it I, I've uh, we talk about Quest a lot, we hear about it in our comments, people complaining that we talk about Quest a lot. Mm. It's because it's a very popular headset. It's yeah. a lot of people are using it, but Index is the one that I prefer to use and lets me play for three to four hours at a time if I want yeah. to. I can't do that in a Quest or even a Rift S or any other headset because it's just so well-made and the audio is so perfect. So they went out and they shipped this little company in uh, Washington, shipped uh, the best, you know, one of the best experiences on the market. Yes, it's still got the tether, which I tell people it still has the tether and people get mad. 
Like, does it still have the wire? Yes, it still has a wire. I'm sorry. But I know they're working on the wireless technologies. And then you've got this amazing... Amazing game. Amazing game. And Facebook is paying other developers to make Stormland. And they're paying other developers, which now they own, uh, to make Asgard's Wrath. Yeah. Um, And Beat Saber, they now own those guys. Yeah, they own those guys too, but... But this so can Valve push it as much as they need to? It's also interesting because you don't get the with Valve. Valve is a very closed company. Facebook is is I wouldn't say they're an open company, but we're getting regular updates of like, here's what we've been doing. Here's a new thing. Here's some more news. You kind of get this kind of ebb and flow to to Facebook's kind of VR news, right? As in as in we definitely know more about what what Facebook is doing than what than or Facebook's commitment than we do about Valve's, right? Valve. Mm. Could yeah, be, well, could it's have obvious. So many things, yeah. Could have so many things Valve. behind closed doors we don't know about. Well, yeah. So Facebook has to do some kind of, you know, has to explain why their R and D budget is what it is. <laughs> it is, yeah. And yeah. You know, so, so, and Mark Zuckerberg has to get on the phone every three months to talk to the investors yeah, and say, "I have to do this because we need to have that relationship with with customers." And Valve doesn't have to do that. So it's it's yeah. unfair to call Valve a closed company because they they do their dev That's days true. and they. And they are trying to uh, make sure their relationships with with dev- developers is very tight. And the fact is, they've spent four years, maybe maybe more than that, uh, honing these index controllers, mm. actually following through and shipping the index headset, shipping Alex. You know, just the fact yep. that they are shipping, they're shipping, shipping, shipping. Yep. It's not these things didn't stay. There are people yep. out there that thought this would never happen. That valve would yeah. never actually ship the headset and, that they would never actually ship the and game because and there are there are things that have never shipped to valve whether there's this valve is kind of this you know they have that mythology about them the whole it's a bit like the whole half-life 3 thing is it's like or half-life 2 episode 3 which never happened they have not a history <laughs> but there's this kind of you know uh people have a funny relationship with valve and how people talk about valve and valve time and so the fact they are yeah as you said they're shipping things but, it, but then again, you know, like it's like if they if they make another Half Life game in VR, be it Half Life, Alex Two, Half Life, whatever VR, and then Half Life Three maybe is a separate thing that's maybe Half Life Alex Two. That would be so so I, cruel, I wouldn't see, it? I did see Tyler from Valve News Network be like, "I'll say it, Half Life Alex Two win." And I was like, "Oh my god, imagine yeah. like Half Life Two. Well, no, I got a better one for you, Half Life Alex Episode One, <laughs> oh, <laughs> an episode, an episode two get it out within um, a year yeah but any but, comments yeah. um we've got uh heaney actually commented saying exoskeletons win <laughs> very true <laughs> and uh we've got daniel said please post chapter 10 because i think chapter 10 is perhaps the last one outstanding on our channel don't worry it will get up there uh jamie and Zena are taking care of that uh we'll get you 10 up there i've seen a couple people mention that um so don't worry it will be up there eventually uh but otherwise no comments so far but mm. yeah i I think it's really interesting to see because I think what's funny is there's this big discussion that the game is having coming out of like, what does that ending mean for, for Half-Life? What does it mean for VR, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think we're going to know for ages. I don't think this is a situation <sighs> where I can't, I mean, we didn't know about Alex. I mean, I know there was kind of rumors and you heard things, but I don't, I think Valve won't announce anything until they're much closer to being able to share solid stuff from it, you know, a bit like we saw with Alex, whereas when they kind of officially announced that, there was artwork, there was a trailer, there was pretty soon after gameplay, it was this stream of stuff leading up to release. They knew they could meet the release and they did meet the release, right? Yeah. And I don't think, be it be it whether it's VR or non-VR, 
whatever is next for Half-Life slash whatever is next for their VR plans, because presumably they will continue with VR in some capacity, I don't think we're going to hear about it until something is pretty ready to go. And unless they've got something else they've been working on alongside Alex, they're now going to shift over to and quickly kind of finish off, not quickly, but you know what I mean, if they're halfway done on something already, it could be a while. And I don't think the question well, is going to be answered for a bit. Mm, there's a Valve does things differently in that they they build they try to build new markets for their yeah. their work, and there's clearly someone high up inside Valve, probably Gabe, uh, who, despite all of the naysayers and despite the slow uptake of VR headsets. Mm. is still committed to the idea that VR is going to be a substantial market. And this is despite Unity and, I mean, not, I don't know if Unity pulled out, but Epic very much kind of realized that there were some, the, the slow uptake was there and uh, the PC VR market wasn't going to adopt VR overnight. Mm. And here's Alex that, I, I don't know if Alex is, is going to change, you know, Jamie talked about it in his review, is it going to change minds? Is it going to sell headsets? And honestly, I think it could. I, I think it could sell headsets, but I just don't know if it's going to shift the curve so much yeah. that all these companies come back to the table. It. Yeah. But I, it's a bit like going back to what we said earlier, whereas like I, I feel like if I had a friend play through Alex, I think it would be like, wow, they'd be like, wow, I want, uh, I want to do more of this. Mm. And then you kind of go, well, the, the, doing more of this is very hard. This is a very Valve-polished uh, experience. There are some other things like Asgard's Wrath and some other big games, but it's not like something where you can say to them, yeah, well, grab a headset. There's, you know, 10 to 20 other games, a bit like any other console that you can jump into that are these kind of deep, polished experiences. So I don't know. It's an interesting one, and I think... It'd be interesting when we look back on this whenever whatever is next for Valve Valve's VR plans. Looking back at this kind of moment and and, and looking at or trying to figure out what their plans were, because I mean it's I, very hard to tell. Go on. Yeah, no, I, I want to say like we we very much try to champion uh, work that we feel deserves to be recognized and. Um, it's it's tough out there because we talk about the sort of I don't know. There's a lot of trolls on the internet. There's a lot of uh, <laughs> people that want things for free, and I mm. I these things cost money. There are people, human beings, hundreds of them, who yep. are pursuing their passions and building things that the world has never seen, and it costs money to feed their families and house them, and um, it's. There's a there's a subset of the internet that just doesn't recognize yeah. that effort it's and wants these right? things like, for free and yeah uh, so you know Crisis Brigade on SideQuest we did a you and I went into that and they put the game out on SideQuest for free they mm. put up uh, an itch.io link to try to get people to support their work and try to keep building more of that thing even though they didn't get accepted by Facebook they're you know trying to find a way to market and actually make money and support their families doing fun yeah. and interesting things so when we talk about the future of of half-life and yeah all this stuff this stuff needs to it's it sounds it, so it has so like heartless a, it has a monetary venue right yeah 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 I know what you mean it has to make money for these people and so yeah. I, I have to sort of when we say these things like 
uh, the Valve developers are wanting to see how this thing lands. Yeah, it has to be paired with the idea that like support the work, right? Spend yeah. the money to support mm. the work if you can afford it. Mm. Don't uh, don't pirate. You know, do the things to support these artists, these hundreds of people who are yeah. building these things we love because it's the most. It's the way you tell them do more of it. Yeah, right. It's so true. And I mean, even with you think about Half Life, I mean, you gotta you gotta maybe not, but you gotta imagine that anyone that's got an index is going to want to play this game, and they get it for free. You know, like yeah. that's that's another huge thing. You know, is is that yeah? When you're talking about supporting them, and in terms of monetary return, and I guess the index is in itself is quite expensive, but you know. It's a good point, I guess. I mean, I guess, yeah, when you look at it from a money perspective, I guess that makes sense. They're going, we're waiting to see how this how this lands. But I think it's interesting then, too, you think about, you know, the ending in relation to the critical response, which has been overwhelmingly positive. Um, and I, I wonder how many of those people that, that are pessimistic about VR or uh, not even pessimistic about VR, but pessimistic about Half-Life being in VR and then see this kind of overwhelming response of people, especially if you look at outlets, not like us, but people outlets that, that perhaps don't have as, as much experience in VR or have played a few VR things and it's, they're not a VR, uh, you know, outlet. And they're kind of, a lot of them have been overwhelmingly impressed. Um, you know, I think Jamie really picked up on some of the, what I love about Jamie's review is he went about, you know, how, what this means, where this places in VR history, you know, and the implications mm-hmm. of that which I really love because that's something that we can kind of provide. Whereas you look at other outlets and they obviously don't cover that much, that as much, but they kind of grasp that this is a really a masterclass of, of everyone seems to get, this is a really well put together masterclass of, of VR things, even when it's missing certain things. So I don't know. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what those kind of pessimists or people who are skeptical think now that there's been such a big positive reception to it and what that means going yeah, forward. Well, that's one thing that I suppose valve has really interesting data on is after they buy Alex or after they play Alex, what do they go and buy next? And they'll have that data that says, okay, to your point about other outlets where it's kind of, you know, vacation simulator is a beautiful game, a fun game. (laughs) I I love how accepting it is, but to see it win, win game of the year awards, because, you know, it's tough because you know that these outlets aren't playing, yeah, a lot of VR games. They aren't yeah. seeing enough of the stuff that's out there. Yeah. And so, you know, they're gonna there's all those outlets played Alex because you have to play the 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 Valve, the Valve game. game. Yeah. But the question is, do they go and start regularly reporting about VR now? Do, do mm. is this like a wake up call that okay, maybe Has we it should yeah. Um mm. I don't know. That's a good point. Has it put it on enough people's radars? I guess Beat Saber like, is the other one. Beat Saber and, and Vacation Simulator, like those are the only yeah, two games only that two. mainstream yeah. people play. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think Beat Saber is perhaps the only game, and it's not nearly on the same level as something like Half Life, but it's the only VR game I can think of really that people who don't use VR maybe have seen Beat Saber. You know, they kind of sometimes I'm like, yeah, VR, and they're like, oh, there's that game like Beat Saber with the songs, right? I'm like, yeah, that's you know. Like that Beat Saber is almost reaching the level where people know about it or are aware of it if it's not, if they don't, you know, they're not kind of into VR, um, I, which is interesting. I wonder how many people, yeah, over the, it, that'll be the real test, right? Over the next six months and people, we hear from those people that are like, what can yeah. I do in VR? And yeah, I say, there's Alex. a new Half-Life game. 
right? There's a new mm. app, and they go, "What?" Yeah, I mean, I expect yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of reaction. Um, yeah, because it's such a pull, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. Very true. Well, if we have any final questions, uh, I haven't seen any new no, comments pop no, up over no there. Comments, no comments. But, Perhaps some of the comments is left because they haven't finished playing it. But yeah. Uh, thank you, anyone that's still watching. <laughs> thank you for watching us today. Enjoy Half-Life, Alex. Uh, and come back to us next week. We should be back Thursday. I don't think we're going to have one this week since we did this special, probably. But we'll see. Uh, we've got lots of video content popping up onto our feed. We're going to probably take a breather now that this week is over. It's been a been a crazy couple of weeks. Hopefully the crazy. headsets get back in stock soon. So that more people can can get into VR can in the near it. future. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next Thanks, week. Guys.